This is Noskoratu, and you are listening to JBB's Big Dip. All right, Ray, here's episode two of JBB's Big Dip, a Halloween episode, sort of. Yeah, happy Halloween, Mark. Yeah, you too, Ray. Uh, This episode should be coming out close to Halloween or whenever you're listening to it. Um, But uh, Ray and I had an opportunity to talk to one of our legends. Absolutely. Brendan Canning. One, I don't know, depending on where the band is at, it's like anywhere from one sixth to one eighteenth or something of Broken Social Scene, so... It was a pleasure talking to him. One of the founding members of the band, and uh, it was just a normal conversation. And yeah, he's following the uh, Toronto so- football club, Toronto Football Club, TFC. That's right. I think they play in the championship game tomorrow. We were talking to him before, like the semifinal game. But yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, he uh, he's sw- sweetening up the uh, the Spotify playlist for y'all. So. Yeah, make sure you check out the Spotify playlist uh, sure. on our Twitter. He gives a lot, a lot, a lot of suggestions. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to get to that later. Yeah, let's talk Halloween a minute. What are your essential Halloween movies? Your Do you got a top five? I did write down a top five. We actually okay. got some top fives from, um, you know, all of our listeners. All five. They all came in. All five listeners. All five yeah. listeners uh, sent us yeah. sent us a thing. I'll read mine first. Yeah, let's hear it, Mark. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay. Child's Play. The Shining. From Dust Till Dawn. Is it The Shining? Or is it just Shining? I think it's The Shining. The Shining? Yeah. From Dust Till Dawn in Arachnophobia. Yeah. I, I mean, like those man. are just ones that scared me when I was little. Right. That had a uh, big impact on you, man. You remember that. And then my wife, uh, you know, one of our five listeners. Yeah. Great. great she sent in a list. Great list here. Halloween, Hocus Pocus, Sleepaway Camp, Edward Scissorhands, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. You know, she has at least one that That's is good. on everybody else's list. Yeah, I was going to say, it's something for everyone, really. It's a... Kind of like mine. It's just like ones that you liked when you were young. Who else? What other of our five listeners? Oh, uh, Brother Bill's out there listening. Yeah. Oh, big time listener. Big time listener. Valued listener. Yeah. Philly. Um, he sent in Ghostbusters, The Lost Boys, Friday the 13th. That was uh, Mrs. Voorhees doing the... The Killing, I believe, right? Friday, yeah. And uh, Halloween. He didn't reach five. He, he sent us four, so we'll accept, though, Billy. It's a good list, man. I just watched Ghostbusters today with my kids. So. Halloween was on a lot of people's list Friday the 13th. He was saying that Liam had a picture on his door. Who was that of? Oh, Liam had, like, a full-size door poster of uh, Freddy Krueger. So that's it why that's on this list. really mess with me. Yeah. yeah. That's it's haunting. That's not on the list, actually. That's Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm I'm all jacked Come up. On, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Sorry. Right. I'm not versed. You know, there's we do have one movie buff on here. We do. Yeah. What is what is all right? So, we, I mean, you, what do you got? what's your list? What do I got? Yeah. Well, uh, I need to watch every year. I have to watch uh, Suspiria, the original. I have to watch. Um, I'm a big Halloween 2 fan. Yeah, I don't really remember that one. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, Halloween, the first one is good, but Halloween 2, for some reason, I've always... Maybe when I was younger, it really scared the shit out of me or something, but i got to watch it. Uh, I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, the original Night of the Living Dead, and then I had to add a sixth one. 28 Days Later, I usually watch once a year. Why do you got to make me look like an asshole? I only had five. I didn't get six. And Billy I'm only the had asshole. Four. I couldn't sharpen up. Billy only had four. 
Well, that's perfect, man. Yeah. You're right where you, where we need to be. And yours is close. Yours is closer to like you know the movie buffs. I guess. Yeah, here. right. Because we have a movie buff we from do have Twitter. A movie buff. So uh, Greg, 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 yeah. uh, Tube Sock it? Vixen, sixty nine, sixty nine. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a big time listener. Check him out. That's his his Twitter handle. Uh, he has The Exorcist, The Omen, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Evil Dead, The Invitation. Neither of us have seen The Invitation. And then you had Texas Chainsaw Massacre and The Omen, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, so you're close. You're We're close. You know, thanks to the Omen is on my Sock yep. Fixin', 6969. Thanks, yeah. Tube. <laughs> I think I need to say it again. 6969. Yeah, Tube Sock. Um, so, yeah, thanks to everyone for uh, chiming in and giving us your top five. And uh, we also heard from Sam Scarcello, who yeah. is. He's probably the biggest movie buff on here. And he's uh he's actually gonna be on the License License to Talk. Yeah, he'll be on like license to talk in Check a few weeks. Out. He just opened up the new public espresso on uh Seneca Street. Yeah. Him and James and uh the newest addition to the Shays yeah, yeah. Seneca. And it's down at the Lafayette and pop ups all over. Yeah. yeah. But he's a big movie buff. He sent us a top five. What is he what has he got? Trick or treat. Never seen it. Trick treat. Halloween. That was a pretty popular one. It's on there, man. Yeah. Suspiria, that was on your list. Yep. Beetlejuice, and then Record. Record. R-E-C. With the red dot. I've never seen Beetlejuice all the way through. It's embarrassing, man. I'm just com- coming clean. Yeah, um, but you didn't see The Shining either. I didn't see The Shining. Not, not all the way through. I'm such an asshole. It, was, it scared me a lot, too. But, like, that original TV one? Yeah. Watching it now, though, it's... It, but it's... Yeah. It's not scary. I mean, at all, I don't know how. I think a lot of people how pick, it affect you picked them that w- movies that held up, right? You know, I, yeah. I didn't. Mine wasn't picked that movies that held up. I just picked the ones that I was scared of. It's yeah. Well, list. we actually got one more list. Uh, yeah. Mark was able to uh, track down uh, a local martial art enthusiast slash vampire. Believe it or not, his name is Nosferatu. He's he's on a weird schedule, so. But Mark was able to. Get him on the phone and get his top five. So here's Mark um, talking to the elusive Nosferatu. Please enjoy this Verizon ringback tone ring while your party is. Yeah. Yeah. Nosferatu. Hey. Oh, hello. Nosferatu. Hey, uh, it's Mark from JBB's Big Dip. Mark, hello. Good to hear from you, Mark. This is Nosferatu. Yes. Hope I'm not interrupting your time in the dojo here. Ah, yes. Lots of technique to learn there, Mark. Yes. So, what we're looking for was your top five scary films. Uh, you know, we right, thought you'd be right. a good a good example. Right. You came to the right place, Mark. Top five scary films. Here we go. I'm going to start with the scariest. Have you ever seen the movie Jerry? No, I've never heard of it. Right. Sounds scary, right? What a name. Anyways, Jerry is a film by Gus Van Sant. Jerry is one-third of Gus Van Sant's death trilogy. Sounds really fucking cool, doesn't it, Mark? Anyways, Jerry is about two friends who embark on a hike through Death Valley. Right away, I knew I should fucking love this movie, Mark. Right? Death Valley, how cool. Mark, I could not finish this movie. It is way too frightening for me. And they run into mutilated devil worshippers? No, Mark, no! That is the stuff of beauty, Mark. No! Much worse, Mark. No. These guys were stuck in the sun all day, Mark. 
stuck in the goddamn song. I could smell that flash through my screen, Mark. So what is Lost Boys to you? Lost Boys, Mark. Lost Boys is a beautiful film. This is a work of art, Mark. It is a shame how Max went. That's all I can say. I knew Max. Anyways. Nascaratu? I think we might have lost him. Well, I thought he'd have a uh, better insight. But let's move along. Uh, Ray, what what was something that you might have just wanted to see? doesn't have to be horror. I really want to see The Lighthouse. Okay. Robert Eggers movie. Willem Did Dafoe. The Witch. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. And I think that's out now. It's probably a cool movie to check out this time of year. Did you see the new Star Wars and Mandalorian? I didn't get too excited about uh, the Star Wars trailer. No. The uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, a lot of people say but it's going to follow Rebels. Mm. But I know you haven't Don't checked it out anything, yet. Don't tell me anything, man. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I'll, nev- I'll never watch Rebels, but, you know, I just I like to remain spoiler-free in case. Yeah. Then hopefully the new. Mandalorian connects. and That looks really good. I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm excited to see uh, Werner Herzog, Bill Burr, Nick Nolte. And uh, speaking of Nick Nolte, Mark, I wanted to let our listeners know of a show happening this Friday, November 1st, here in Buffalo at Nietzsche's. It's going to be happening at 9 p.m. That's uh, Bold Folly. It is their junior EP release party, and they'll be joined by Aircraft, The Molise, I believe I'm saying that right, and Zurich Cloud Motors. Check that out if you're looking for something to do this Friday, November 1st. Sounds like it'll be cool. Yeah, get out and support your uh, local music. So let's get to the... uh, the meat of this yeah uh brendan canning slid into his dms slid into his dms and just a normal guy <laughs> but uh you know if you don't know about uh brendan canning he's a founding member of the broken social scene you can learn uh, a lot about him they have a book a, they have a rock and roll book written about him uh well about was it about a, a, the whole scene right yeah the, i mean everything yeah the band and all the uh all the, all the other bands that its members are in. And I don't think any band has ever really lived up to their name more <laughs> than they have. Right. Um, and like you said, you said once to me before how it's it's funny how that uh, how the Feel Good Lost album was started. And when they started, it was just Brendan and uh, Kevin, and y- you thought it was kind of like a foreshadowing name. So yeah, Broken Social Scene. You should know who they are. And uh, you should know there are many of their members. Uh, what do we got? Andrew Whiteman, Apostle Hustle. Charles Spearn is in Do Makes They Think. Emily Haynes. Yes. Metric. Metric. Um, members of Stars, Amy Milan and Evan Cranley. A bunch more we're going to forget. That Feist, Ariel LaForce, uh, Kevin Drew, who was working with Gordon Downey. All great. A, a ton. Great artists. Yeah. Thanks, Canada. Yeah, we saw them a few times. A lot of memorable times, and a lot of people didn't know that uh, Brendan was um, DJing the Fully Completely Tour. If you showed up early to see the Tragically Hip. You would have seen Brendan DJing, as we discussed with him, and kind of take a little a trip down memory lane. It was, uh, it was a good experience for us, and thanks to Brendan for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, we want, to, we want him to come here and DJ again. We had a great time. Yeah. we got to make that happen. So, uh, like our five listeners, if you'd be into seeing that. You can reach out and comment about the show at JBB's Big Dip on Instagram and on Twitter. Yeah, we hope you guys had a great Halloween or are having a great Halloween or are going to have a great Halloween, depending on when you hear this. And a special thanks to Bold Folly for lending us a song for the end of the episode. It's called War Games. Stick around. 
Here's Brendan Canning. Hello. Brendan. Yeah. How you doing? This is Mark and uh, Ray. Hey, Brendan. How are you? Hi, Jeff. What's going on? Nothing, man. Uh, Sorry to pull you away from the Leafs game, uh, but I heard that you're a big TFC fan. Yeah, I could give two shits about hockey. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, my hockey watching days are long gone. Oh, yeah? What what put an end to that? Uh, I think I just realized that there's only so much time I can dedicate to watching soccer and basketball. And you know what? I just find basketball a way more fun game to watch. Gotcha. And okay. the Leafs have just shit the bed so many times over the years. And I grew up watching it. And I, you know, I grew up watching the Sabres too. But yeah, uh, I don't give a shit about hockey. They don't <laughs> give a shit about. It. So why should you know? I don't really care about that. Well, thanks for taking yeah. time for us. Yeah, no problem. No so, problem. Are, are you? What's your uh, what's your what's your podcast all about? Well, it's it's pretty new, actually. Well, this is just our second episode. So, um, we had an interview with uh, Nick Aguilar uh, from Mike Watt and the Missing Men. Aguilar. Nick Aguilar. He uh, he currently plays drums for uh, Mike Watt and the Missing Men. Oh yeah. Oh cool. Yeah, we actually were up in. Been... Sorry, Brennan. Go ahead. You're up in. Has he been in the band a long time? Because Mike White used to have this killer drummer. Yeah, he um he hasn't been for too long, but he yeah Mike always has great drummers. Who, who do I've you remember? Him. It was a while ago. I think I haven't seen Mike White play since. Uh, speaking of hockey, whenever Vancouver were in the playoffs last in the finals, whenever that was, so maybe two thousand eleven or twelve. Yeah, something like that. He used to play with, uh, and he still does, I believe, uh, Raul Morales. So I think this Nick Aguilar. Oh, maybe that's yeah. Maybe that might have been the guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's a, yeah, he's a great drummer, yeah. phenomenal. I feel like he was a Spanish guy. Yeah, killer yeah. drummer. I guess anyone like Watt has got to be pretty pretty impressive though. And uh, Nick Aguilar yeah. was yeah he he was great, and we actually just uh, were up in, at the Horseshoe Tavern uh, a couple oh, nice. two three weeks ago to see. Mike Watt, so that's kind of what oh, cool. sparked yeah. that interview, yeah. So. Oh, right, right. So are you in yeah. Toronto at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Cool, it's a great it's city. We, we love any opportunity to come up there. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun town, yeah. you know. I like it. Called it home for a long time. Yeah, I'm sure you have, a di- like, a slightly different perspective being up there, like having lived there for yeah. for so long. I could, I could dissect it in many ways, but uh, as far as, Places to live, I can deal. Looking back to like the mid to early two thousands, all eyes were on Toronto. Um, yeah, things started happening. What can you talk about? Like what that was like? Because here in Buffalo, we've never had that. Uh, being in bands, it's it's never been. That's just never happened. And I wonder if it's if it's for the best for it not to happen. I don't think it was only Toronto either. It was Montreal too. And then you know, even if you throw in. Hot, hot heat, and the new pornographers. That's West Coast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't feel like it was like a Toronto only happening. You know? Okay. But also, we just have, you know, it's a more it's a denser population than Buffalo. So, oh, for sure. I mean, that's all it boils down to. We have, you know, more 
more clubs to to play and kind of a, a more thriving live music scene than dear old Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like 2004, we had a cancellation at Thursday at the Square, and you guys came, and it was like the whole band. It, we were all college students, so we were getting our two-year degree in indie rock music. Right, right. I mean, I know it's going back a long time, but do you remember anything about no, that? No, I remember. Was it 2004 we did it? Yeah, because I, yeah, I can remember because Kev was still with his wife, Joanne, at the time. And I can, for some reason, I just have a memory of me doing some yoga stretching and then Joanne kind of running through me with some yoga stretching there. <laughs> for some reason, that's like the one thing I remember just being beside the van. And then I guess I remember the gig being pretty good, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I always like coming down to Buffalo to play like, you know, whatever band I've been in. Uh, social scene hasn't played that many gigs down there. So yeah, I can pretty much remember all of them. But yeah, the Thursday in the Square. I, th- I think I don't know. That felt like I felt like the city came out to support. Absolutely, yeah. That was a great show. It that was. One was awesome, and I think it was the only time that I've ever seen the whole band together. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The last Buffalo gig we did was in 2010 with the C and Cake in uh, what room was that? Uh, Town Ballroom. Yeah, that's mm. the one. Well, yeah, you guys headlined um, our music festival uh, last year. Two years, two yeah, two years oh, ago, the one, two uh, the one ago. in yeah, the one in the little laneway there. Yeah, yeah, Cobblestone Music Festival, I think. Yeah, we have a few pictures yeah. that we're gonna post. Uh, you took a few photos with us. It was awesome. Yeah, we were nerding out oh, a little nice. bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a pretty fun gig. I thought. Yeah, I ended up DJing after that too. Yeah, we went. It was really fun, you know. And we were t- we we're gonna get into that because you know you you uh you do it where you travel with all the records. You're not a, like a laptop. No, no, you know I don't DJ that often, so you know if I'm gonna do it, I might as well just like lug my records around. It's not that big a deal. You know. A couple uh, couple of heavy lifts. Is that you, you say you haven't you don't do it often, but is it does it go back away like a long time? Is it something you did? Uh, yeah, more like later '90s when I was uh, really getting into house music. Okay, that's the reason. Yeah, that's the reason I really got into DJing, to be honest. Okay, uh, yeah. and then it just kind of evolved from there. Um. Yeah. So, how did you get into uh, DJing with uh, the Tragically Hip for the Dave, uh, the Fully Completely tour? Oh yeah. Uh, they just asked me, and I was kind of just asking, "Really? That's what you want? All right, I can, <laughs> I can do that." So it was kind of surprising, to be honest. And uh, but uh, yeah, they didn't want another band. They just wanted a little, little bit of warm up music, maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we heard a yeah, little lowrider. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice surprise, yeah. like coming into the show and uh, not knowing if there was an opener or anything, and, and seeing you DJing. It was cool. Yeah, some you know some people liked it. And I'd be, you know, it was good to play a few oddball tunes where people would come up and be like, "Hey, what's this?" Or, "Oh, it's like I like that. Is that Link Ray?" And uh-huh. you know, whatever. Get to play a few fun jams for people who are unsuspecting, just 
minding their own business in their seats. We <laughs> have a few pictures from that. We'll uh, post those too. <laughs> We're nerding out. Uh, oh yeah, we saw you. Uh, I went and seen that show in uh, Boston as well, and that was really cool. For some reason, I just remember. Something oh yeah. Oh yeah, but they threw me on the. They, I hated being on the stage because it's just like uh, nothing really to see here, folks. Like I'm definitely not gonna. So doing some beat like I'm first of all I'm not like much of a beat to I'm not a beat juggler at all. Yeah, I don't think the crowd want to hear like me scratching some hip hop. In hindsight though, like you didn't really think that it was all gonna come to an end either for the tragically hip, you know? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? That's the way life goes sometimes. Um, so you guys are uh promoting now uh let's try the after? We're pretty much done promoting uh let's try the after i'll oh, hang on my uh my friend's just coming in the door here hi aurora hi, good just on the phone here my friend yvonne's mom staying here at the house yeah 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 oh there's herbie Her- herbie's waiting up for you yeah my little doggy here in the in his little basket Okay, okay. Do you want a cup of tea? Okay. Oh, he bought the tea? The Breathe Easy tea. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, he can't have... Can't have the mom without the Breathe Easy tea. Anyway. A little sidebar to the podcast here. What was behind the uh, the uh, the move to release uh, the two EPs for Let's Try the After? Uh, is it attributed to the current <laughs> state of people's uh, attention spans, or is it just like a, no, a way to... No, I think it was. I think it's just, you know, just to do something a little bit different. They weren't really... It wasn't really like a full album. Right. You know, it was really like some material that we wanted to release on on uh, Hug Thunder, but it just, you know, you can't put everything on the one album. I mean, uh, and then we, yeah, we just had some stuff that we wanted to release and kind of do it in a, a different way. And it wasn't like we were coming out in 2019 with a full court press. It's more mm-hmm. just like, here you go. Here's some music. Hope you like some of these tunes. And uh, we're going to play just a few select shows and, yeah, and not have it, you know, not put any sort of real mounting pressure on us in any way to sort of make it something incredible. Yeah. You know, it's just sort of like, yeah, here's some tunes. Do you like them? I hope you do. Mm-hmm. And if you do, cool. you know, support the band and continue to support the band. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I like the way it turned out. I yeah, think it's a it's a good uh, way to do it, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely done we've done dumber things in the past. <laughs> so that's, uh, I'd say I'd say we fared all right with this. Well, between uh, Hug of Thunder in 2017 and these the two EPs, it's really nice to have uh, Broken Social Scene uh, back a little more often. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, between there was like yeah uh, a few years but between uh forgiveness rock record and hug of thunder so it's 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 a pleasure for us yeah oh thank you um and it's also just a necessary thing for a band like us to you know at that point like put our foot on the 
on the brakes a bit when it comes to because everyone's very opinionated and everyone's got their own ideas of how music should sound and yeah because bands are bands have limited lifespans absolutely so if you can if you can make these decisions and kind of i mean the friendships are still well intact so uh we're doing we're doing something right that's impressive can you talk a little bit about how the writing process changed album to album? They're all very different experiences. You know, I mean, Feel Good Loss was just Kevin and I basically just working in his basement on an 8-track, and then you Do You Forgot Any People, and then that kind of culminates something much greater, and mm-hmm. then you get Beehives, and then a self-titled, and then you've already, like you've read the crest of a wave a bit. So you've got like that sort of wreaking havoc in your songwriting sort of, or, I don't know, just trying to make make an album. Sure. So after you've been sort of allotted a bit as being this, you know, quote unquote super group, which was always like a funny tag. It's like, well, why are people calling it a super group? Like people don't even fucking know the other bands we came from. So <laughs> Right, right. Uh, anyway. Well, yeah. Get, yeah, I mean, it's nice to be, called anything to be honest if you're looking for any sort of press because you're banned and hey if anyone's writing anything about you then it's good unless they're calling you total shit (laughs) (laughs) well like yeah Um, speaking on that a little bit the uh the transition from you and kevin on feel good loss to the more fleshed out you forgotten people is that how much of that was conscious or was that kind of just a product of like organically, like the live shows that you guys would play, uh, inviting friends or was it just kind of a mixture? Did you guys like want to go in that more rock oriented direction? Uh, yeah, it's just kind of the way, the way things worked out. You know, we play, we book a show and yeah, it wasn't like we were making feel good loss and thinking about, going out and touring it necessarily and mm-hmm. um, there was you know the tunes that were put together they're not re- not really designed for that kind of thing. I mean we did play a couple of them live over the over the years but yeah it was just sort of like make this blueprint for what's next and what was next was just yeah whoever happened to be in town for a show You'd play a show, you'd write a bunch, you'd have the batch of songs, and then another show would come around, and then the lineup would change. So you'd have a, an opportunity to write some new songs, but you'd also have the batch from the time before, and then so on and so forth. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's really how... And, and just the fact that Kevin and I both you know, had different like social circles a little bit so you know on my end i had him and her and him and her and same goes for kevin and then yeah because he had already done uh his thing with charles and company called casey accidental so okay that was that was really how you know how it all kind of started actually that was with uh charles correct yeah, Charles, but Emily and James and okay. Evan were all all on those, and Justin too. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, you know, Leslie and myself played uh, played in a band prior to Broken Social Scene as well. Uh, 
Is that by Divine Right? So we, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Ray opened for you yeah. guys before. I think you were you and Leslie. What's that? I think you and Leslie were out of the band, but it, it was maybe a year or two after that when uh, one of my bands had oh, played with yeah. played with them. But uh, oh, and, gotcha. yeah, there might have also been. I don't know if there was a, a tour with the Hip that I, I saw by Divine Right opening for. Yeah, I, yeah, that was the Phantom Power in '99. Yeah, we played right. Buffalo. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think yeah we did. Yeah, the Buffalo, arena or maybe sure. or yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that was cool. I was, I was, pr- yeah. it's going back, but yeah, I was pretty young, but uh, yeah, going back. yeah. I, I vaguely remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was young. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you, you wrote, uh, you get, you did a soundtrack for, uh, Canyons. That was pretty, uh, party. A little more electronically inspired, but I was also, you know, a little bit after that Drive soundtrack came out and I think uh, everyone was like yeah we really want the Drive sound you know we love Drive <laughs> so he kind of serve up something that was like okay I'll give you something a little bit inspired from that sort of sound um, but I did that with uh, the guys who did my first solo record with Broken Social Scene so, oh okay uh, yeah, they ca- I mean, shit, I, I'd be hard-pressed to remember all the music on the canyons. It's not like I've uh, gone back and watched the film lately. Although someone told me this, that it's like, you know what, it's, it's not as bad as you think, or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, give it another watch, right? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, interesting experience, for sure. Got to hang out with the legendary Paul Schrader, so. Oh yeah, get some good Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, get some get good Lindsay Lohan stories in awesome. there too. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask about the uh, Broken Social Scene Presents series. Is that sure. op- was that an open ended thing, or is that kind of like a uh, was is that over and done with? Or is... uh, I think that was just sort of done. You know, I suppose in hindsight, Kevin and I could have like put our heads together and made a broken social scene record but I think our, uh, because we're just such uh, very opinionated people when it comes to music it's nice to just be able to have the have the final say on your own tunes a little freedom without without yeah just without having you know for better or for worse sure but they're both very they're both very broken social scene records I mean just a, a slightly different take on the band I guess mm-hmm yeah, some good, uh, some good songs on both of them, I think. Absolutely, yeah, they're awesome. Uh, what's in the future? I know you guys are playing uh, a festival in Mexico City. Is that correct? Yeah, that's uh, aside from we're at the, uh, the Beverly School today in Toronto playing a, a charity gig for their uh, a guy named Hayden. Does uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, benefit show at Roy Thompson Hall. Well, he does at Massey Hall, but this year it's Roy Thompson Hall. A uh, charity he runs for uh, the school okay. uh, for developmentally uh, challenged kids. And uh, yeah, so today we are playing uh, playing the song Sugar Sugar with the songwriter Andy Kim oh, at, uh, at the school today. Okay. Yeah, super fun. That's, so that, that's cool. You know, that was something, that was, you know, the last thing we did that was <laughs> this afternoon. Uh and then we're going to play Mexico, and that's it. We got nothing else on the on the horizon other than 
kind of getting together with everyone and figuring out what the next reasonable steps are for our band and what we want to what we want to do and say and how we want to do and say it yeah it's kind of just figuring yeah figuring out what to do next in life yeah and i'm sure i'm sure you've been asked this so many times but when you say uh getting together i mean there's there's so many of you at any given moment is it is that just putting out putting the feelers out and then whoever is whoever's available you just go with that or how does that work yeah i don't i don't know how it works yet. <laughs> it just works <laughs> it's, uh, i don't mean to be no vague but it's at this stage it's uh it's kind of a vague thing yeah it's just working on its own i assume yeah. right yeah you know at the like at uh at this stage i mean i can't give you i can't give you anything juicy or anything because it's just there's nothing to there's nothing really to say it's we're in a holding pattern stars of the lid playing in the background and then it's a meditative time my little my little dog herbie has got his face buried in the sheepskin and uh aurora my soccer buddy yvonne's mom is upstairs in the spare room that's uh yeah well we're not yeah we don't want to keep you but that's no, fun, dude. If you guys got questions, you know I'm happy to. Well, here's here's a real, a real good one. I I know it's coming up, so I got to ask. Do you have a? Uh, do you get into Halloween? Do you have a costume or anything like that? Uh, you know what? I don't. I'm not really a Halloween guy. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, and I live on a street. It's uh, we're surrounded by a lot of condos, so we uh. We don't uh, we don't get a lot of trick or treaters around here. You know who is a big Halloween guy is Charles. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah, like some of his pumpkin <laughs> carving is really next level. <laughs> like, uh, in fact, last last Halloween, I went up to Charles' place to hand out candy, just because he lives in a very Halloweeny zone. Okay. So, as far as this Halloween. If I was gonna do anything, I would probably just go up to Charles and and hand out to candy with his family. If there's anyone to put you in that Halloween mood, it's him, huh? He's gonna do it. He's yeah, do it for I'd you. even think like like his. Uh, yeah, we've had gigs coming up. He's like, "Oh, I'd really rather not play on Halloween." We're like, uh, I don't know, what, Charles. It's a pretty good offer, maybe you know. And right. I'd, I'd hate I'd hate for you to miss Halloween, but. There is a tour. There is a tour going on. But yeah, he's yeah, he's really dedicated. He's I'd say he's the only true Halloween fanatic in the band. <laughs> yeah, I That's wish uh, I wish I wish I was more fun. Uh, so for this podcast, we um we make like a playlist of all the stuff that we talk about. Is there anything that you're listening to now, or uh, anything you want to add to our playlist? Sure. I mean, I have. Uh, my record collection, but I have a, a little box, an old Coca-Cola wooden box, where I keep uh, I keep the current playlist in, like you know whatever I've just listened to in the past week. So I can run run you through that. Sure, sounds good. I got uh, I got Wilco AM. I got a guy named Onra, and this album is called Chino Siri. That's a record that came out through. Uh, I think this is from two thousand and. Seven, yeah, Onra, O N R A, cool record. Uh, here's one. 
I got recently. This is a Georgia Ben record. He's a Brazilian guy. It's a record from 69. It's just called Georgia Ben. Here's one. Here's Dennis Brown. That's a reggae album. That's just Dennis. That's the name of that one. Uh, I'm going to go deep on you here, guys. Go so for it. Man. Lay it on us. Lay it on us. Here's uh, Dexter Story. Okay. This album's called Wandom. And this came out through, uh, I think, yeah, this came out through Soundway Records. And mostly they do reissues, but this is a new one. This is an LA-based multi-instrumentalist and producer. Dexter Story presents Wandom. Cool album. Uh, I got the Reservoir Dog soundtrack. All right, okay. What's what's a, uh, a track on that you go to? Or is it the whole thing? a good i mean it's a good soundtrack but uh you know if i was like on the dj side of things mm-hmm. I'd, you know just part of the classic stuck in the middle with you okay but uh yeah it's also got you know put the lime and the coconut oh yeah that harry that fun song uh i got great lover by william on okay that's a badass badass tune uh i got the jam the Gift, got a town called Malice. Uh, I got uh, a house record from, I guess house techno, but from a guy named uh, Isole. And this one's called Bon Mon Plague. Okay. And I think I came in 2000. Uh, here's one I got at Academy Records in New York. Mary Airbreaks. Mary it's a really Airbreaks. rad record. Yeah, it's like a 70s kind of R&B, like, I don't know. It's a cool, yeah. I would highly recommend Mary Airbreak. It's a cool and name. If you want to go, like, side one on the second side is called, shit, it doesn't separate the songs. Okay. Anyway, I really like this record. Uh, I got the latest Cage the Elephant record in here. There's one from my buddy at Arts and Crafts. He, re- he has his own label, and he released an album by a group called Set Nat, S E T N A T. Cool record. Set Nat. What label is that on? Uh, this one would be file under hard to find. Uh, his <laughs> own label called, I think it's just called Boiled. Yeah, Boiled Record. Boiled Records. I got two copies of Craig Mack's classic Flavor in Your Ear, uh, but one is the remix. Because the remix has, uh, you know, Notorious B.I.G. and uh, Cool J and Busta Rhymes on it. Oh, you got to have uh, the remix. Yeah, you definitely have to have the remix. got to mix it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the remix is kind of a clutch. The jam. Yeah. Uh, Horace, Horace Andy. Okay. Nappy Dread, A What She Wants. Uh, this one I was maybe planning on selling, but it's Jessica Lee Mayfield, Tell Me. This record Dan Auerbach produced maybe like nine years ago. Oh, all Came right. out on Nunsuch. Uh, there's a Japanese guy called uh, Susumu Yokoda. Thinking of selling this too, maybe. It's kind of an ambient, ambient, mellow beats kind of record. Yeah, I'm only halfway through, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's, as long as you're uh, willing. Yeah, I got a John Tejeda. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name. But, uh, you know, so. more of a sleepy techno 12-inch. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, what's this sound like again? I can't even remember. Uh, <laughs> I bought a Sam and Dave record the other day. 
Okay. It's just a double dynamite compilation. Uh, there's a, a guy named Shirley Griffiths, Mississippi Blues. Um, this is on the label Blue Goose. It's all songs credited to Shirley Griffiths, 1973. That's a hard, that's a harder record to find. Uh, on the Arts and Crafts label, Timber Tambor, Sincerely Future Pollution. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Now here, this guy snuck in here, Drake. I don't know how he snuck in. You know what? I was thinking, I was thinking of selling it, and then I listened to it's uh, the album "Take Care" from 2011. I'm like, you know what? There's some it's not that bad. Over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep that. There's yeah, actually yeah. a rapper now in from Buffalo, um, uh, Benny the Butcher. He's playing here Saturday the 26th. That's his first show in Buffalo. But very cool stuff. You should take a listen. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good name, Benny the Bu- Benny the Butcher. Yeah, yeah, for sure, cutting it up. Is it Benny the Butcher or Benny the Butcher? The it's the T H E. Okay, good. The real deal. Okay. Uh, oh fucking my Spanish pronunciation is shit. But this is a, a Colombian, basically a, a, a Colombian compilation album that uh, came out through. Uh, it says Domino Sound, but I think it's just Miss Mississippi Records. Ah, uh, or Del Magdalena. <laughs> Great. <All right. laughs> Compilation. Um, here's an album, uh, a side project of Sandro Perry. I don't know if you know Sandro Perry. Oh, I love Perry. Sandro Perry. Yeah, so this one's uh, Off World. Okay. Off World. Yeah, he opened up with this project opening for Stereo Lab. I saw recently. that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I didn't go, but yeah, I, I yeah. saw he was playing. I'm, I'm, I love that new Sandro Perry record. That's. Yeah, yeah. Really you know what? Fantastic. You Stereo Lab. Um, no offense to stereo lab, but let's <laughs> be real here. Right. Uh, here's a, a Trinity record, three piece suit that's uh, done at the Joe Gibbs studio. Uh, okay, we're on, we're getting near the end. Oh, I got Rancid. Oh, and come the wolf. Oh, that's a great record. Yeah, yeah it is. Junkie Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tom Waits, Alice, Daniel Avery, songs for. Oh no, song. Or Alpha. Got the latest Vampire Weekend. Wanted to see if I wanted to keep that or not. I liked it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like, you know what? It's very clean. It's like uh, like Suffjan Stevens or something, you know? Mm-hmm. A little bit Christian-y sounding, but yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah it was Christmas. Not... It felt like a Christmas album. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep it. Uh, For the holidays. There's a, a yeah, Brazilian group called Az, Azimuth. And these are uh, the demos, 1973 to 75, Volume 1. Dalak, Dalak Band. Okay. Shiba Music Shop. Uh, it's, uh, oh, what's his name? Halu, Mergia, and Dalak Band. Uh, and the album looks like it's called Weed, Herrer, Guzo. It's on this label called Awesome Tapes from Africa. That's a really, really good record. Highly recommend. Uh, Bach. Goldberg Variations with Glenn Gould on piano. This band, Oh Wonder, pretty soft. They sing unison vocals throughout the entire thing, which I'm just, I don't know. Uh, I got Crowded House, because we were talking about whether Crowded House were from New Zealand or Australia the other day. New Zealand, right? Uh, yeah, I think New Zealand. Uh, and then uh, The Small Faces, 
history of the small faces. And this, uh, the stars of the lid record called uh, the Ballasted Orchestra. And then, hang on, last but not least, <laughs> on the, I, I made a little display here of all albums that where the band puts their name in block capitals at the top of the album. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got Ace of Bass, Major Laser, The Smiths, Health, The Pretenders, Talking Heads, and Tortoise. The Tortoise record is standard. I don't know if you know that album. Yeah, they're awesome. Great. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's a good album. Uh, Talking Heads is Talking Heads 77, Pretenders, the debut album. Health is the Health Disco Remixes, The Smiths is Strange Ways Here We Come, Major Laser is that uh, album with uh, the big guy with the machine gun on it. It's like a little cartoon oh, yeah. drawing. Or it's not even machine gun, I don't know. It's cute, cute little <laughs> cover. That's the girl from uh, Dirty Projector singing that one song that was popular. Okay. Do you have any uh, DJ sets coming up? Are you going to be DJing anywhere at all? Someone does. Like, do you know that uh, woman, Angeli? I don't know her last name. Anyway, yeah. she's the one who hooked up that DJ gig for me in Buffalo. Oh, okay. Oh, an ace of bass. All, all that she wants is another baby. Oh, that's a classic <laughs> um, one. Yeah, I know. That's a great song. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe maybe a DJ. I don't know. Yeah, whatever that. What was that bar I, I played at last time? Mohawk Place. Mohawk Place, yeah. I, I'm assuming maybe that would be the place again. That would be well, awesome. So yeah. I mean, I just wonder what I could get away. Like, could I get away with playing like a few minimal techno tracks or what do people want to hear? I get everyone's saying like, no one bothered me. Like no one said, Oh, can you play more of this? Or everyone was just pretty open-minded and you know, it was a, it was I dance rolled. crazy. I was, everybody was dancing. Yeah. It seemed pretty fun. You were into it. So that's what made everybody else into it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, right? As long as like the DJ looks like he's having fun and not playing totally shit tunes. Then, uh, <laughs> Please come. It should be a fun. We'll go party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, th- uh, there's a there's a pretty cool re- reggae DJ uh, from Buffalo. Uh, she lives in Brooklyn now. Um, Queen, uh, Mag- Queen Majesty. Oh, yeah, I've heard of her. She actually makes uh, delicious hot sauce under the same name. And it's, if you're oh, in, yeah? If you're into hot sauce, we, we couldn't recommend it more. Uh, well, you know, I'm half Irish, so my hot sauce <laughs> can only can my hot sauce can only go so high. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, but check her out on the internet radio. She has an internet radio show, and she plays some really cool oh, stuff. Yeah. And she's traveled everywhere to get her records and everything. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, if hell, if I could come down to Buffalo and play a reggae set, that would be great. Oh, that'd be and awesome. My next- I mean, I'm going down to Austin, Texas to play uh, some reggae. So, you know, if I could do it in Austin, surely I could do it in Buffalo. Oh, absolutely. When are you going to Austin? Uh, Mid-November. Just uh, our one of our, uh, like, our pal, who's also kind, not our agent, but uh, is with the same booking agency, High Road Touring. Okay. Uh, that, that's who books Broken Social Scene. Uh, yeah, he just, I stay with, with his family down there and, uh, do a little DJing and then just tour tour around Austin a little bit without the band being in tow because I, I like being in that city and kind of like being left to my own devices and doing my own thing. So. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So that's uh, before before Mexico City. Nice, nice, little yeah, nice little yeah. warm up. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully someone can make that 
a little DJ uh, set happen here again. That'd be really cool. Yeah, maybe I'll uh, I'll put the I'll put the call in. Yeah, to, please do. You know, and uh, make it true. And make also, true. thank you for always uh, you know taking the time and taking pictures with us and letting us nerd out all oh, the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, fine. For Happy sure. Happy to do it. Awesome. Happy to do it. Well, hey, uh, appreciate the appreciate yeah. the airtime on the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for talking to us. All right. Well, I gave you many <laughs> you, what I'm listening to suggestions there more than you probably wanted. No, that's so beautiful. I, you stocked our stock the playlist. It's it's awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you exceeded uh exceeded what we, <laughs> we thought in a good way. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much, man. All right, Brendan. Take care. Right, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you guys sooner than later. Definitely. Yeah, come on to Buffalo. Let's go. But we'll go up there to see you. We're always willing. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Keep me posted. Have a good night.